All right, Garage Logicians. We got a best of Garage Logic here. Best of Garage Logic the last 25 years. Yes, you have heard correctly. Um, unfortunately, uh, for many listeners, Garage Logic will not be a place for them to come and listen in the afternoons. However, we do have some things in the work that I want you to uh, stick around for because uh, we plan on entertaining you, but just via a different venue. Um, there's a podcast that's coming out. You'll have details on that later, but we're still on the air through the Minnesota State Fair, and we want to have 100% participation from so many of you garage logicians. So please do me a favor and come out. Come out in mass and have a blast, okay? We'll still have our scramble. We've got the Marjorie Johnson. We've got the Lake Detective. We've got many different booked guests that are coming out. And we really want you to have a fun time. Now, uh, later on in this hour, uh, I did find it. We have the um, uh, call that I called in on last Friday uh, during my garage sale. And I think you're going to enjoy, you're going to really enjoy uh, what you hear. I, it's, it's, it's pretty good. I was, I was a little bummed out. But first and foremost, let's listen to Joe try to worm his way out of a situation uh, the 48-hour ruling. You recall oh. on Crazy Bread Day, which was Friday, Jan 11. Yes. I read to you what I claimed to be one of the best 48-hour ruling requests we've ever had. I remember that. I'm going to repeat it. Okay, please. Because I want to set it up for people who haven't heard it, because I now have a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so back on January 11th, we got this email from Ted, and uh, it read as follows. I am hoping you might be able to settle a 75-year-old disagreement between my parents. The case is as follows. On a chilly September morning in 1937, my father stopped on his way home from working the mines near Iron River, Michigan. He purchased a 1933 OVB Hibbard Spencer Bartlett pocket knife complete with leather pouch. Despite not being the newest model, it was very nifty purchase to be sure, but one that my mother had decided was not in the budget. When he arrived home, my mother stuck his new knife on top of the dresser in plain sight and went to greet my mother, who was toiling away at breakfast. Upon arriving in the kitchen, my father noticed that my mother was standing in the middle of the kitchen over a broken dish and cup. She was having contractions, and her first child that would be me, was on the way. My father, cool as ever, casually picked up the broken pieces of dinnerware as my mother went into the bathroom to gather her things for the trip to the hospital. After 49 hours of long and hard labor, which to this day my mother still reminds me of, I was born. As my father held me for the first time and looked lovingly at his wife, she coldly looked at him and said, So, you bought the knife. Oh, <laughs> I am seeing icicles. This chat, as Ma and Pa like to call it, comes up frequently and has become something of a family tradition of trying to figure out who was right and who was wrong. Both of my parents, Carl, 93, and Evelyn, 92, are loyal listeners of the show even in their old age. My mother insists that she saw the knife before the 48-hour rule was up and can claim victory. My father insists that the rule did not exist before GL was born, and if the rule was valid retroactively, he feels he is in the clear because she didn't mention the purchase for at least 49 hours after it was put on display. They both agree to abide by your ruling. 
Uh, thanks for your help in settling this decades-old argument, Ted, in Esco, Minnesota. And if you'll recall, You're, I ruled for Dad. You did. I ruled for Dad. I don't care if it's seen. The confrontation must occur within 48 hours. And he didn't do anything. He put it in plain sight. But Ma never got around to saying it because she was too busy trying to deliver a child. Okay, thank you. Well, that's too bad. I I feel like I need to defend Ma. I mean, she's 49 hours of pushing, Joe. Now the follow-up email, which arrived today. I love updates, baby. This is an update. I love updates. This is an update. Mr. Mayor, I emailed you a little back regarding a ruling on a decades-old 48-hour ruling. You ruled that catching sight of the item in question was not enough for Mom, Evelyn, to hold Pa, Carl, responsible for it, uh, responsible for what she called the worst impulse buy ever. <laughs> My father was not expect uh, was not was as expected overjoyed that he had come out as the victor in this long and exciting family feud. Yeah. Early this morning, Mom called me on the phone and asked me to come over to the house. She said it was important. I told her I would be over as soon as I showered and ate. She said, it's about your father. It can't wait. I rushed over, expecting the worst. When I got there, however, my mom and dad were sitting patiently at the kitchen table. Uh-oh. Out of breath, I asked, what's going on? My mom smiled at Dad, who just hung his head solemnly. Mom pulled up from her lap a small leather-bound book. It was her sister's diary. My Aunt June, who died many years ago, was the note-taker in the house who made two daily entries into her book. One for the morning and one for the evening. Wow, interesting. Most of the entries are about the weather, news, or the neighborhood gossip. Mom called my attention to one page in particular. It read as follows. September 7, 1937, A.M., Remember, this is June writing. This is Evelyn's sister. Right. This is our emailer's aunt. Mm -hmm. June is writing, quite an odd morning. Awoke to Carl knocking on the door frantically. I knew at once what it was about, the new arrival. Carl told me to keep her talking. Said she was out of it, meaning the wife. Yeah. Made it to the dock okay. Odd, though. Carl kept cutting Evie off in mid-sentence. Wouldn't let her talk to the dock even. He answered all questions for her. PM entry. Got that recipe from Fran. It's junk. Try another later. <laughs> then she goes back to the baby. Yeah. Cute kid. In the diary. Cute kid. Big nose. He'll grow into it. <laughs> Carl tells me that if she asks about a knife, that she's just out of it. No. He's family. I love him, but he sure is an odd bird sometimes. No. And we get this pair. I can't Uh-oh. believe what Uh-oh. I'm hearing. Wait does this a Does this new evidence show that there was an active sabotage afoot from Dad? Does this change your ruling in Mom's favor? Dad claims no knowledge of the events in question. Points out that Aunt June was a nut. Yeah. P.S. Mom wants you to know that when you tell Rookie how to do Morgan Freeman's voice, she thinks you sound just like Jimmy Durante. Thanks. (laughs) Okay, Ted. Boy, this... This? First of all, I agree. Uh, Aunt June, she's a few, few bricks short of a lot. No, but she, she recorded all this for uh, history. She's whacked out. And this is this is down in the black and white. Dad, let me, let me for dad you. for his case, dad. You know what was going through dad's mind? He was nervous. Well, <laughs> Number one was on the Albert way. Brooks flop sweat. Go yeah. look at look at look at look at look at. We have the evidence that in hour forty nine, when mom finally has her first opportunity to say her first words mm-hmm. to her husband. It was, so, 
you bought the knife. Ooh. Right? Yeah. Because he, he put it in plain sight, as you're yeah. supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have further evidence that quite probably she had been trying to say those words within the 48-hour time limit. Yeah, and know. every time she opened up her mouth, Oh wow! Pa, this pa passed her off as being in some having the vapors or something because she was <laughs> yeah. delivering a baby, yeah. and and yeah. Pa passed Evie yeah. off as hey hey hey, oh, don't boy. pay any attention to her. She doesn't even she's out of it. She's out of her mind. Don't pay any attention. <laughs> you to can her. see her, see him too. He's standing behind her, yeah. looking at the dock, yeah. doing that thing with his fingers, doing a circle yeah. by yeah. his yeah. temple. Hey, hey hey, she's crazy. She's crazy. Goofy. Don't even. You Quit know, writing that down, Aunt June. You don't even know what you're talking about. As much as I love your job, and many do, I don't want to be the mayor. What you've done, though, you've opened up a can of worms here, Joe, because you already made a ruling. I know. You can't go back on that I'm ruling. not going to. Okay. All right. I, uh, I think a Dad was up to mischief there. I think that he intuitively knew that he was going to live a long life and come upon something in Garage Logic called the 48-hour rule. He knew. And that in that event, he wished to be covered, and he has been. He's covered. Son, a day will come mm-hmm. when this will all yeah. be explained. Right. Uh, have you asked the question that I, I was wondering the first time around when, when we read this the first time a couple of weeks ago? How much was this knife anyway? Was this like $1,000 well, or something? 1937, you're still in the Depression. Yeah. He's coming home from the mines. I got, got to no think, money. I got to think money was tight. And uh, when the name of it is remembered so well, uh, let me find the name of it again. Uh, a Hibbert, a, a 1933, so it was four years old. Yeah. The guy obviously had been coveting this knife. Right. To the point where everybody in the house knew about it. Well, I think and it, Ma kept telling him, it's not in the budget. Well, I think every man uh, within earshot can agree with the guy. They can commiserate. Right. Sure. 1933 OVB Hibbert Spencer Bartlett pocket knife complete with leather pouch <laughs> which he put in clear view on the dresser yeah that's where he's off the hook he didn't try to hide it and she saw it but the poor gal couldn't form a sentence either cuz she had the vapors or he cut her off or whatever happened well she was crazy with labor pain crazy with labor yeah not until the 49th hour did she look at him and say Ooh. So you bought the knife. Did anybody ask Dad, why did you put it on the dresser? Why didn't you just keep it in your pocket? Instinctively, Because I think he was being, in his way, that was his demonstration of good faith and honesty. I know you didn't want me to buy this thing, but there it is. I'm giving you your chance to say something. Been there forever. But she didn't get the words out. We had that there. That was sitting there before we even had kids. Yeah, it's not his problem. She was all knocked up and ready to give birth. I love this story. I love That's this story. Charming. It's, it's a wonderful, wonderful story. You know what? They really sound like they love each other, even to this day. Well, you know. Even despite that knife incident. No, he's one. You know how they express affection for each other? He'll probably, you know, like if, grab her toe or something. Grab her little thing. Hey, hey, how, how you doing? doing? Tiger. Okay. Yeah. Yuck. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, uh, no, just, uh, God forbid that she'd be in a hospital or he would. They probably, you know, grab a toe. Hey, yes, how you doing? Hey, yeah. honey, how are you? Yeah. I brought the bills. Uh, could you write out the checks for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary, go ahead. Well, Joe, I just had to call in and, and give the woman's perspective on this. Yeah. About Evie. Yeah. My goodness, you know, she's in labor for for 48 hours, right. trying to to keep her senses about her because it's her first baby, and, yeah. 
And, you know, I'm sure she was had that on her, on her mind all along about well, the knife. The only that, thing she was thinking about, that's it. Oh, I think she sure was, yeah. but, you know. But, you know, you guys, you're not very sensitive to the plight of women when no. they're in labor. Well, not really. Yeah, no, you don't throw me in there. No, no, yeah, no. You're the deputy mayor, and you'll have my, oh, what I heavens. think. No, I'm just saying, you know what they always say about, about women giving birth? Mm. They said if guys ever have to give birth right. to women, right. They would never have sex again. Right. Well, right. Uh, there'd be one guy that had a baby, and that'd be it for the rest of us. Yeah. That would be the end of it. Well, I, I appreciate your sentiment, uh, dear, but we're not changing the ruling. Dad wins. I think that's really, I know you do. really wrong. I know you do. It's not. You know, my job, uh, Mary, is not easy. I know it isn't, Joe, yeah. but... You take it up at the public forum next week at the Knack Hardware oh, and Lounge. Yeah. Okay, what time is it at? Uh, Four o'clock a week from this Friday. Right. Four o'clock away from this Friday. Right. Okay, Joe, thank I you. will be there. All right, thank you. I, I thank think you. she will, too. Well, what? Think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. I never thought common sense would be this much fun. I never thought I'd had such a fun time over the years doing what I'm doing. I'm in a good spot, GLers. I appreciate your support over the years for Garage Logic. We learned a lot about Mr. Suchere. And, you know, before he became a, a garage logician and was extremely high on the NAC scale and was the mayor of Garage Logic, he was just a common man. He was a regular guy. And you know what? To prove what a regular guy he was, he would often you know, confess as to um, maybe doing something wrong. And this he did, boy, this was probably... Close to, I don't know, 1997 maybe. Um, he confessed to doing something, and I know he wouldn't do it again today. You learn from your mistakes. Doesn't a fire sound nice on a cool autumn evening? <laughs> Be careful. Be careful out there. I'm going to give you another free one. Never in the event you, when you move into your house, and you, you're going to probably have a fireplace. Right? Hopefully. Despite this clean air revival. Right. A lot of wood burning. Right. Never uh, throw on to the fire a bag. This is speaking from personal experience. Oh, oh yeah. (laughs) Never throw on to a a fire a large grocery bag filled (laughs) with sawdust and wood wood shavings and wood chips because it will explode. And plaster will crack, and flames will leap out, singe the carpet, and melt all glass objects on the mantelpiece, which is now developing a charcoal ah, okay. hue. See? So you don't want to do is, that. Uh, and you, God know forbid, a guy, you know a guy that that happened to. I, I've heard I don't want to name him. But. And God forbid that you do this, that you throw this virtual bomb onto the fire near a very dry Christmas tree. <laughs> Because what you're talking about here is about a four-alarm situation. Oh, man. I am, I'm out in the garage one day, and this would be in the first, in that seven-year window of stupidity. Okay. All right. Where you're just, you know, oh, you're I'm overwhelmed stuck. with yeah. culture shock, and you do dumb things, see? And I swept up the garage floor, 
trying yeah. to help, you know, make the house look nice and all that kind of stuff. Well, actually, Matt, I was in the garage. I was thinking more of Mother. So I'm I'm sweeping up all this dry sawdust and all these wood chips and bits of wood and leaves and everything was just tinder dry and I had this big bag fat with all of this stuff. And that night there was a fire going and I thought, you know, I see I must have been instinctively back then worried about mom because I'm thinking no need to throw that in the trash. I'm going to go out and get it. I'll throw her on the fire. Burn so her up. Just wood. Of course, this fire has now been going for about four hours. The grate is glowing like a like prairie island. I mean, <laughs> so I walk out to the garage, and I return triumphantly. The man with his bag of scraps, thinking, how smart am I? Well, you know, just just boom, we'll just burn this stuff. Sure, you did. Put that on there, and it went out. It went off like a cannon. (laughs) And now I'm running, and I'm throwing more water in. I mean, I soaked the whole. I had to. I had to wet everything down, and of course, this results in a very foul odor because you got a lot of smoke pouring. What uh, What time? What do you mean, what time? Ed, of the day. I mean, what, were you alone? Oh, night. it was at night, so oh, no, everybody this, was... Well, this was witnessed by people who can call it up out of memory <laughs> to say what a fool I am. <laughs> Max, Gail, you were probably just learning. <laughs> didn't you know, have you know, any. One, Obviously one didn't half, have any. Kind of like me. But I had enough to know. I had enough to know you're going through a seven-year tie the damn tree period. Otherwise, she's going over every year. She's going over every year. I would uh, I would take that advice if you are a newlywed for sure because um, speaking from experience, the mayor uh, became very wise over the decades decades of of doing stupid stuff, right, Bruce? Well, then he just moved to putting gasoline on it instead, correct? Well, yes, and then he did try to burn the uh, uh, the hump uh, with some uh, uh, with gasoline. He was going to light the hump on fire at the the ice hump at the end of the driveway. He just. He gets it now, but he didn't at one time. Well, I had a wood stove, a wood-burning stove in, in this old farmhouse years ago. And I got the fire roaring, and I forgot, and I left a stack of newspaper sitting on top of it. What? I go to bed. I wake up at about 3 o'clock in the morning. I can barely breathe. I turn on the light, and I still couldn't see. The whole room was full of black smoke from the papers that had started to burn. Oh, my gosh. But it was just smoke coming off the papers. So I grabbed the paper, and as soon as air hit the papers, then it blew up into a fire. Oh, (laughs) jeez. It was my my cousin's house. I never told him. Yeah, right. That's right. When did you paint it black when you got I painted it black when you were gone. It needed a little touch-up. Uh, Garage Logic will be back. We are live here right now with the Bruce Vale and the Your Money Now report. Comes to us courtesy of Owatonna's own Federated Insurance. You got good news? Or yeah, bad so news? far it's pretty good. Stocks are higher today after two days of decline, so we're getting back what we lost yesterday, which is a good sign. The Dow Jones Industrial Average right now is up 139 points. The NASDAQ Composite is ahead 56, and the S&P 500 is up 20 points. The president of Turkey said that country will boycott U.S. electronic goods as part of a wider campaign to retaliate against U.S. sanctions that have 
sent the Turkish lira to record lows. Turkey and the U.S. are in a bitter dispute over the fate of an American pastor who faces terrorism charges and jail time in Turkey. The White House has vowed to put pressure on the nation until the pastor is allowed to return home. Some giant tech companies have committed to removing technological barriers that have hindered patient and provider access to health care data online. At a Trump administration event Monday focused on developing more health care apps, companies including Amazon, Google, and Microsoft said they would share the common quest to unlock the potential in health care data to deliver better outcomes at lower costs. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much, sir. We'll talk to you in one hour for your sports talk report. Thank you. All right, GLers, uh, State Fair is just around the corner. So if you want to get ready for the State Fair and you want to check out some of the great merchandise we have, this is your last hurrah, baby. So check it all out. Go to see us live at the Minnesota State Fair. Yes, we are going to have live Garage Logic broadcasts with all the usuals, starting with Marjorie, the Lake Detective, and the likes. So get out there and get your last 1500 ESPN or Garage Logic ride. Judd and Mackey jersey, or jersey, t-shirt, whatever the case may be. We will be live out at the Minnesota State Fair each and every day, so come out. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. So many people buy Simply Red. That's a mom song in Garage Logic. We've used that for decades. Um, Garage Logic, you're listening to a best of Garage Logic. Uh, in a little bit, the, right after Dave Dahl's weather, you're going to hear my Friday call in where I was a little, um, little under the weather, a little sad, but. Uh, it, I didn't realize it was. I didn't think it was that entertaining. But Joe had requested me uh, to play that, so we'll play that uh, right after Dave Dahl's weather. Meanwhile, it's supposed to be Johnny Heights time here, and Johnny, who is here today, has allowed me to play one of my favorite news segments of all time. It's when we had to solve a problem in um, during the news a at a zoo. Something was well. I'm not even gonna. Just have a listen, check it out. This is one of my favorite Garage Logic news stories. And you're the professional newsman, John. Couple I'm going zo- with John's uh, take on this. A couple zoo stories. This one you can find on the Garage Logic page at the website. Mr. Reavers got this one for me. Heather Bouncer videotaped her 13 year old, uh, 13 month old, excuse me, 13 month old Jack at the zoo sitting in front of the glass that encased some lions. Jack was wearing an outfit that was black and white striped. One of the lioness must have thought Jack was a zebra. <laughs> tried, well, tried to get the kid? Tried to get Jack through the glass. And it's pretty funny. Mom talked with Good Morning America this morning. She said uh, by the whole thing, Jack was amused. Yeah, he loves kitties. So he stood up afterwards and was waving and saying, Hi, kitty, kitty. <laughs> You're going to have to explain what, what so you're talking about. So basically there was really? a video. They're, they're at the zoo. The little kid, he's what, probably like six, 13 months. Yeah, I was going to say about a year old or whatever. Little and carpet crawler. He's he's in a, a black and white striped outfit, so he looks like a baby zebra. And this this younger lion uh, tries to 
grab him. He's like opening his mouth trying to eat the kid. Like they're celebrated the by a wall of glass. Yeah, by funny. about a foot you know, piece Very of glass. Funny. It was just hilarious. Well, that's a cute story. <laughs> it's posted at 1500ESPN.com under Garage Logic. Here's one for Kenny. A zoo story of a different kind. A zookeeper leapt into action in China. Kenny's to save watching the video right now. See, isn't it cute, Kenny? Yeah, See? kids are cute. You I have to admit it. Look at it's opening its head <laughs> trying to get the thing in its oh, mouth. What an awesome kid. Oh, the only thing I thought watching it was, what if that window breaks? <laughs> yeah. You were worried no that would be but an see, issue. Zoo, here's how my mind works. Oh, this ought to be if good. I was a zoo employee. You were probably wondering if you could shut up your wax hands No, you want that too. But if I was a zoo employee I, and that happened, I would have the fake lion suit <laughs> and, and run, run around the corner. Right, hey, <laughs> the kid, Just to see what the mom would do. Like, ah! <laughs> Like from Wizard of Oz, that yes. kind of lion suit? The ding, ding, lion suit. Wow. Just go, oh, <laughs> You thought you could get away. I love thinking about stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, apparently you do. Okay, wow. you have issues. I'm sick, I know. Oh, There's, it's on the news right yeah, now. It's right on the news. It's on Channel 5 oh, right now. Oh, there you now. go, see? Uh, yeah. See, and if you had a lion suit like that, you'd <laughs> The mom would pass out. Now, a zoo story of a different kind. Okay. A zookeeper in China... Jumped into action to save a constipated baby monkey by licking the monkey's rear end with his tongue. Oh, I'm out. Okay, turn off Kenny. Right. <laughs> turn off Reavers. Turn off everything. I can't believe you're doing this story. I threatened. Oh my God! I actually, Again, if I worked at that zoo, I would dress up <laughs> like a monkey. <laughs> oh, I can't go to the bathroom. I'm sorry. I have to put my monkey suit on now. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, don't try that one at home. No, John, this is this is very awkward. What is this story? What, what happened now? The, the monkey was constipated. Sure. It's a little baby monkey. It's a Francois Oh, it's an infant. Monkey. That's nothing. Ate a peanut thrown into its cage, but oh, it was too oh, small oh, no. to have it pass through its digestive oh. system. Oh. What do you do? Yeah. 50-year-old. Who was the person that discovered this is how Well, it we're works. trying to get to the spot of this. <laughs> I, I got an idea. It's hey, kind of hair brain. Anybody ever tried that? Just do this. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work, but... Uh... Hey, get that intern in here. <laughs> Fifty-year-old oh, no. Zhang Bang Shang, a keeper at Wuhan Zoo, said the monkey's life was in danger. Oh, so yeah. uh-huh. he washed the bottom with warm water. Well, okay, cleaned it up, yeah. and then licked it for. <laughs> okay, no, it's okay. Yeah, and hey, don't worry about me. I used to do this in the army. Go get that. Go get Bang Shang. We got another one that just <laughs> ate a walnut. <laughs> Washed the bottom with warm water and then licked it for an hour before. What would that do? Well, well he got it out in five minutes, but he was just having so much fun. An hour. <laughs> he couldn't stop. Uh, it, it, it took an hour, and then the monkey was able to go to the bathroom. For Pete's sake, just put some, you know. Soup on it or something. Yeah. I mean, what the Soup. hell? Soup. Well, anything but this. Zang, I did say afterwards, yeah. I laughed with satisfaction yeah. to know that I'd help the little guy out. Thank you very much. We'll be back with the Dave Dolls Live Forecast.
Dave Dahl and his forecast and garage logic. They are live. It's always the best of when you get fresh weather, isn't it, Dave? It is. It's pretty fresh out there for sure. Um, what do you got, babe? It's 87 and sticky still. So another humid day today, but the relief is on the way. As you've been saying, there is some uh, less humid air that's going to drop southward. The leading edge of that, the cold front, is causing a line, a solid line of thunderstorms now from uh, east of Grantsburg, Wisconsin, to just south of St. Cloud to south of Wilmer. And that line of thunderstorms dropping southward at around uh, 10 miles an hour. So it's going to take a while to get here. Should arrive, though, sometime around the rush hour through uh, about 8 p.m. tonight, and then they'll taper off. Not expecting anything severe, but there could be some pea-sized hail with some of these, some heavy downpours and frequent lightning strikes with this line of thunderstorms as it approaches. So be aware of that. After that, skies clear down to 65. Tomorrow, seasonable with a high temperature up to around 83 degrees. We're going to stay in the mid-80s all the way through the end of the week, but by the weekend, talking a high temperature close to 90 by Saturday, so it does heat up again. Mm. Going for our high today, uh, Rook, about eh, probably get up to about 88, 89. Right now we're at 87. And I have the records for you. August 14th records, please. 96 on this date. 96. And that was in 1978. 78, okay. 43. 43, chilly. Yeah, in 1964. Ooh, burr. All right, sir, thank you very much. Thanks, Rick. I'll talk to you later. All right. Appreciate it. All right, let's jump right into it. This was uh, Friday's call uh, during the garage sale uh, that I was having in South St. Paul. And uh, Joe checked in with me later on in the broadcast. Is he on the line? Uh, just leave the bottle. Leave the top of the bottle. So, do you like basketballs? I got some basketballs for sale. What? No. Hello? Hello? Rook. <laughs> I tried to sell some old baseballs. From Little These are rookies can play with this ball here. I was, I was the rookie. Uh, I didn't play, but I was a coach. Yep. And I was a damn good coach. Yep. Uh, well, how, 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 oh, well, <laughs> hang on. Let me get that one. Uh, That's a lost spell a little bit. Like, uh, uh, hey, cheers again. Hey, uh, hey. You ever see Trading Places with a guy? <laughs> Talk about that. That is much in a while now. Anytime. You can, you can, you're just, you're just. Oh. You can figure, you can mention that now, huh? Yeah. I will call you every day. <laughs> yeah, you watch the show. You see the show yet? Yeah. You see the show, I'll see the show. Uh, how long is the... One hour. <laughs> an hour. Took me an hour to get How there. long? One hour. How One long? Hour. How long uh, is the garage sale going to last? <laughs> oh, you got Monday. <laughs> We're going to be here. September 7th, hey. it's going to keep going. So what you know what this does? Huh? This brings Nooning to everything must go. Everything must go. <laughs> I, I believe uh, I got a text from you, uh, Rook, that reads... We want to sell everything. Hey, those are half off over there. Hey, hey, uh, Rookie used to seed his grass with that. That's uh, $5. <laughs> Five bucks. Four. Four. <laughs> I think I'm going to get down there. I bet I can get some deals, huh? I think you can. I got a bunch of two-straight crap I got to get rid of. <laughs> How many copies of Waterline did you put up for sale? Oh, my God. Nobody will buy that crap. <laughs> the real rookie's coming out now, is he? Oh, my God. Hey, 
Gabe, go get your dad another beer. <laughs> get the good one. None of that light crap. Hey, don't sass. Don't sass. Oh, my word. Oh. Where'd you want to know? So now he turns it on. Who did you want to know? What did I? Uh, you were wondering about Sportscaster Idol. What happened with that? Well, I think we lost your tape. Uh, that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, that's at the fair. Oh, it is? So, do we still got a chance? Can we reapply? <laughs> is there a loophole? Oh, God. I have a loophole. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't write this anywhere. note to myself fast enough. I, we got a we got a loophole. Yeah, you, I can come in Saturdays at seven. Yeah. So what or, you're or saying, it, Rook, is, or is it Sunday when you uh, when, when you heard the scramble fire at one all three, you you took advantage. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Keep another one on ice. Oh. <laughs> that was coffee. I'm an airline pilot. No, that's Foster Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta stop now. I'm 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 having trouble. Oh. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, I, I'll I'll check with you so later you to see. What are you doing on the eighth? What? What are you doing on the eighth? <laughs> I don't know. It's a whole the... new day then, isn't it? You want to go to the beach? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in touch. Oh. Huh? I. <laughs> I said I'll be in touch. I thought you said don't fall on the couch. <laughs> you've just okay. invented you've just invented a character that's going to live on in the podcast world. My timing is off. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. It's perfect. It's perfect. Done this Ten years ago. That's right. Goodbye. G- goodbye. Uh-huh. We have a scramble, don't we? Oh, huh? I'll, I'll say. Boy. I'm a genuine man. Don't tell me no lies. You know the man. He's big, he's full of controversy, and he doesn't like fish. He's the music industry's biggest consumer of food. The notorious E.A.T. Hey man, what is that? Is that the food police? Are they after you again? What'd you do this time? Oh, corned beef on Wonder Bread. Are you nuts? Didn't you have any rye? Man, I should turn you into the food police myself. That's right. Red Meat Records, Let's Eat by Notorious E.A.T. What female doesn't dream about escorting the Notorious E.A.T. to his favorite fast food drive-thru while he serenades them with My Girl Likes Food? My girl likes food. Yes, she does. She likes all kinds. And if you don't feed her a lot, she'll start to whine. She eats all day, eats all night, eating all the time. She'll bust a move for a piece of chicken. That ain't no crime. This album is expected to top the charts like a cherry on a Sunday. But it's not all food and games for the big guy. Included in the CD set is a song for those who are a little overweight called Drop It. Cheesecake. Chili dogs. Drop it. Candy. Drop it. Onion ring. Drop it. Bernay sauce. Drop it. Cheese curds. Drop it. Chocolate chip banana muffin. Drop it. Tanucci blue cheese dressing. Drop it. Ay, ay, ay. 
And finally, Red Meat Records is very proud of this one that won a Golden Cheeseburger Award at this year's Steak and Music Awards called Tick Tock I'm Hungry. Yo, yo, EAT in the house, looking for the fridge. It's lunchtime. I'm starving. I've been hungry before, but this time it's serious hunger pain. I went to the doctor last week. He said, EAT, you got to cut down on your bologna and your hot dogs. I said, why? He said, you ever seen what they put in bologna and hot dogs? I said, no, man. I've never been to a factory where they make bologna or hot dogs, but I sure would like to. So after lunch, run to your favorite record store and say to the clerk behind the counter, let's eat. It'll fill your ears with great music and make your stomach hungry for more. The notorious EAT's Let's Eat from Red Meat Records. Okay, that's 14 cheeseburgers, 3 shakes, 2 giant size cokes, and 2 20-piece chicken nuggets. You want fries with that? Okay, Rob, Rook and Reavers are here live. We're just wrapping up this hour of Garage Logic. We're going to have Mr. Don Shelby. Don Shelby uh, will be in, formerly of uh, CCO Radio and nice. Channel 4 News. He's very excited to come in, and he has been a big fan of Garage Logic. Actually, Chris Eggert and Don Shelby had to arm wrestle to see, see who was going to win in right. and, and do the show. And uh, You know what we could have done? The Anchorman style fight. Remember when all the, 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 the rivalry news stations in San <laughs> yes. Diego battled each other? Yes. We could have done that. We Dang could have it. done that. Dang it. Why didn't we think about that? I know. But uh, So that's going to be tomorrow. Mr. Don Shelby in tomorrow, a big fan of Garage Logic. And then Thursday and Friday, um, we're still working on that. We could get someone in here. Um, a lot of people have requested best ofs. Um, but we're still going to be on the air. We're going to be on the air live at the Minnesota State Fair. We're going to be on the air the week after the Minnesota State Fair. We'll take off of Labor Day. And by the way, folks, if if you have never made it to a live Garage Logic show at the State Fair, you know, because a lot of times people are working, and this yeah. is the year to take a day and make it. It doesn't matter what day you're going to be there. All of the shows out at the fair are going to be spectacular. It's a big sea change, but you know what? It's it's going to be okay. Everything's good. We're all going to be fine. And uh, we're working on how you can get your Garage Logic fix and try to keep it the, as uh, the same. And we'll never be the same because we're in here two hours a day entertaining you, and uh, you've been the greatest fans ever. But that will continue. But Garage Logic will figure out how to do a podcast, and uh, and we'll go from there. But mm-hmm. it's, it's been a blast. And Suchi Boy um, is mentally preparing for the state fair. I don't know what he has to prepare for. I'm the one that's to put together all the shows. <laughs> McLaren's been here to, putting together shows left and right here. Susan, my contact over at the fair, has got some great musical acts uh, that we're going to be put on on the front porch. So stick around. Uh, this is not the end of Garage Logic today. But again, what are you going to be doing on the 8th? Uh, you know, I could okay. listen that to the right. I could listen to the inebriated rookie calling into the show last Friday basically every day for the rest of my life. That was pretty good. The line I missed with Gabe was, uh, uh, "Why don't you go get me an, a second beer because I'm almost done with the one you're going to bring me." <laughs> That's how that goes. But we will have a live uh, sports talk today. Patrick is here, and uh, everybody else is here. Suchi boys burning up some vacation. And he will be back Monday afternoon. Oddly enough, I may be a little late on Monday afternoon <laughs> because I have something else I've got to do. But 
Don't sweat it. So stick around. More uh, Garage Logic to come this week and a live sports talk right after this here at uh, ESPN News at the top of the hour. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 87 degrees, but the humidity, Dave Dahl says, will stop.